the Proact know-how. Hi, welcome to this uh, live webinar um, from Proact Partnership. Proact Sam here, and we're looking this week at uh, a smooth transition after the time comes. Family succession, as we've seen this week, it, it is, is an amazing thing. Four million. Four billion people, half the world's population, were watching the, the, the Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. Uh, she's the third longest monarch in, in British history after two other women, Victoria and Elizabeth I. But, you know, it, it shows, in a way, after Brexit, that, uh, and as we said last week, no one person is an island. No one country is an island. We're all part of the globe all part of, of everything. So what happens in the UK or in Russia or in Ukraine or in Africa uh, affects us all and, and has an impact on us all. And, and we need to bear that in mind. And this is part of what we do with our expatriate advice for expats living and working abroad to, to plan, plan ahead uh, for that when the time comes. We've all got... A funeral to go to uh, our own that takes a bit of time to get there uh, but you know it will happen and if we plan ahead we plan ahead um, uh, when the Queen was in this long uh, marriage for very many years it gave her time to plan the succession and she made those plans so that everything went smooth in and the handover went, went well there's what when we die, when we pass, when we retire, the, the two potential uh, tax planning liabilities that we've got, one is capital gains and the other one is inheritance tax. Now, inheritance tax is just another form of capital gains and it affects expats in, in different ways. So essentially, we're looking at business, property or investments that, that, that you may have and what happened to them. If you've got a pension, that normally dies with you. Um, there might be a widow's pension if you made those arrangements properly. But everything else needs to be administered. And then it's a question of who owns the asset. Um, if everything is in your name when you die, there's even administration and paperwork for your spouse to do. Nothing automatically passes from one to the next. Um, a business, a property, an individual have all got their own separate tax uh, identities. Um, each one needs to be dealt with. So uh, an expat can be living and working abroad, can have uh, a, a property that they own and, and, and uh, money in the bank that they spend. But if that property is owned by their, their company, or if it's owned in, in, in partnership with some other people, or if it's not properly title lead, then there's legal issues that need to be addressed. Investments that are held in a sole name need to be passed to a beneficiary. Uh, shares in a company, again, they will need a formal process to, to pass from one to the other. And the issue for expats that they need to consider is that when they're living and working abroad, you've got different tax regimes in force. Now, in the EU, um, uh, 
that the law is that you must settle your worldwide affairs in the country in which you die. But generally, that's the case uh, around the world anyway. Um, so if you're a, a tax resident in Portugal or, or uh, an expat in Cyprus or France, then when you die, you have got a liability locally to do a worldwide estate administration of your affairs. So if you're, uh, if you're living and working in Cyprus and you've got property in London, but you come from Norway uh, and you've got a home in Norway, when you die, your tax residence in Cyprus is the place for your settled worldwide status. If you're Spanish living in the UK and, and you die, slightly different because the UK is now outside the EU. You can settle your affairs in the UK, but as a UK resident, you're liable for worldwide inheritance tax liability. Domicile can come into it for expats in the UK. As we said before, uh, if you're non-dom to the UK, you're not liable to, uh, if, if you're non-dom to the UK, um, then uh, you're not liable to worldwide inheritance tax, just inheritance tax in the UK. But if an expat has been living in the UK for more than 15 years, they're deemed domicile, and therefore they'd have the 40% inheritance tax on the worldwide assets. A UK expat living and working abroad has to be changed their domicile to be able to drop the inheritance tax. Uh, so you can spend a long time living and working abroad. That could mess up families. It can mess up lifestyles, it can mess up choices. You need to plan ahead with your family to decide what you want. But what we know uh, in ProAct and how we've been able to help people as a family office over the years is, is that if you plan ahead for your business, if you plan ahead with your property, if you plan ahead with your investments, you can make plans to ensure that as time goes by uh, and, and your time comes, not only can you have a magnificent funeral, um, but the people around you, the people that are going to be impacted by you, uh, are all taken care of uh, and everything goes smoothly. Uh, the people to look after, it could be somebody that you owe money to, it could be the taxman that you owe money to, um, uh, or it could be just that you want to, your family and your children to have income uh, and capital in the years to come. So what, what are some of the solutions? Um, a business is owned by uh, the shareholders. Uh, if you use a family trust, to own the shares, there's no probate that's needed uh, uh, to transfer those shares when somebody dies. An individual, uh, a property, a business, all separate tax entities. So it's only if the individual owns the shares that the, the probate administration is needed. So if the, the trust owns the shares, then uh, the, the trust passes the assets and benefits down the generations for, from people to people. It's the same with investment portfolios. So if you've got money in a fund, 
that fund can be put in trust or it could already be in trust. Uh, you need to check that with your financial advisor. Proact have got a, uh, an associate, Chris Curry, who could help you with that uh, to, to plan your investment holdings to make sure that you're protected from inheritance and capital gains taxes. Uh, but the holding of the assets, if it's held in an individual name, then you're going to be liable to worldwide inheritance tax of 40%, or you could be liable to capital gains tax when you're uh, uh, when you dispose of shares, uh, or even worse, if if your public if your business goes public in the UK, then potentially you've got a capital gains liability. So people with stock options that go public have got a, a, a tax liability in the UK. If they go expat, then that that capital gains liability on that share sale is deferred for for UK tax residents when they go expat uh, for up to five years and then the and the liability falls off so there's no liability arising property is also can be owned in trust and and again if you're only in a trust then you avoid uh, the need for probate uh, on death um, so a pension is already in a trust uh, you can put property investments and business in trust as well and that family trust uh, it, it, it avoids probate across border and down generations. You can make sure that it's your family that benefit uh, and not the taxman. Uh, trusts can be liable to tax and trusts are not uh, valid in every jurisdiction. Uh, so it's something to bear in mind. So if you've got a, a fixed asset like a business or a property in France, um, uh, there's forced airship rules applied there, and therefore the, the the benefits would have to go to assigned family members. But in a, a, a other jurisdictions where trusts are accepted, like Cyprus, you could operate a, a Cyprus or Malta trust uh, that can own the assets. It's not in France, so the fr the French assets aren't owned. Now that doesn't alter if it's a fixed and aligned and a. a, a, a to, to France, you've still got to get your separate individual tax clearance and, and, and therefore you, you get the, that tax assessment and that administration. So a, a trust is, is a way of getting a, a, an independent tax regime that may or may not be taxed. So if the trust is valid, which in many countries around the world, um, based upon English law, so you're talking about America, UK, Australia, uh, large parts of Africa, um, uh, Middle East can can work in Cyprus and, and Malta, Gibraltar, British Isles. All those countries uh, are allowing trusts to hold assets. Now, there's a difference in the tax regime on those, but if you're just holding the asset and there's no capital gain and there's no income, there could be no tax liability. There may be, but there might not be. Uh, so, for example, expats, doesn't matter where you live in the world, if you have a, a Cyprus International Trust, it's zero capital gains and it's zero income tax on your worldwide um, inheritances, capital gains and investments. So Cyprus International Trust is a very good uh, backup for expats who, who want to invest overseas in property and business or just hold their investments. 
uh, in a secure location controlled by the family in a tax-free zone, which is neutral uh, to, to wherever they live. And then the great thing that a trust does, it avoids probate. So think about this. Um, you have to, uh, under EU law, settle your worldwide assets um, in the country in which you're taxed when you die. That, that's great. Except that if you've got assets in different countries, so if you've got uh, a, an offshore company in one jurisdiction, say Belize, and then you've got a, a, a property in the Bahamas and a property in Spain or a property in Cyprus or a property in France, uh, and you've got a property in the UK, um, and then you've got investments that are based in another location, each jurisdiction leads its own probate administration. Now, expats know in different countries, there's different bureaucracies, there's different rules. Thailand, Singapore, Hong Kong, have got different rules and bureaucracies. In, in Europe, uh, you go to Austria or Romania, uh, and become a lot more bureaucratic in, in your administration, not to mention Cyprus, um, and, and you know the paper-based stamping uh, certification requirements and levels are much higher, and the cost of administration management becomes higher. So that there's a swings and roundabouts to it. But if you're an expat and you've got interests in different countries, then there's a cost to that interest. Uh, so that's something to consider in that you've got different jurisdictions, different assets. So, for example, a remote, we've been talking uh, recently about remote workers working cross-border for an overseas employer. Well, technically, the employer has to register their branch with their expense in that other country for the, for the expat to work remotely in another jurisdiction to pay any income taxes and social insurance due in that jurisdiction. So that's the rules that, that, that we have there. So think about these things in, in terms of planning ahead. The first thing to do is to make a will. Um, you need to make a will. If you haven't made a will, you haven't made a will. If you have made a will, you've made a will. So you need to consider uh, uh, that you make a will. We know uh, it doesn't matter whether you live to 96 or whether you live to 21, that that you've got a funeral to go to and, and your time will come. So make a will and plan ahead so that your, your spouse, your partner, your children, your family, your colleagues, your business partners um, are not going to be left with the, the cost and delay of a probate, not just in one country, but in every country in which you own assets. So as soon as you're going cross-border with your business, with your property, with your investments, with your personal lifestyle and tax, you've got different jurisdictions where you've got a legal and technical process and it's expense in each one. So th this is the area that you need to look at to avoid that cost and delay of expense. Now, the first thing to do is to make a will and product would always recommend making a will for each jurisdiction not necessarily going to be able to use it first and foremost. As we've already said, you have to um, settle your worldwide affairs in each jurisdiction. Uh, but if, if you haven't got a will, 
you have, um, and, and this is not universally true, there's, there's some exceptions, but in, in essence, you can use the will in each jurisdiction, even if you're having to reseal it. So sometimes if you haven't got a will for each jurisdiction, you have to wait for the one process of administration to be complete in the first jurisdiction before you can start in the second and the third jurisdiction. So these are the issues for you to consider. Uh, so make a will for each jurisdiction. It simplifies the cost and time and administration and allows you to settle little things. A stupid thing that catches British expats out all the time is that if you've got a bank account, the bank account is a movable asset, so it can be settled from your Portuguese probate administration. Uh, if you own premium bonds, they're a fixed asset in the UK, so you need a UK administration. So you can have a 10,000, 5,000, 1,000 premium bonds to get that money out as an expat. You have to do a separate administration in the UK. So think about these things and get them uh, and plan them ahead uh, effectively by protecting um, your family. The first step is to make a will. Second step is to consider, do you need to own the asset? You don't need to own the, the house to be able to live in it. Uh, now, you might need, if, if you're renting it, the property uh, for your business or, or to live in, then that, that's slightly different. But there's no reason why you can't own the asset and live in it rent-free. Uh, but if you give the, the asset away, to your family trust, you can still live in that property. Now, there's all sorts of rules and complications, but that you can manage around it. You can manage around that. So the, the property is owned by the family and it, 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 it transcends borders and generations and avoids the cost and delay of probate. Same is true with the, the company shares. Um, you look at the organizations of many companies around the world, but once you go cross border, there's a holding company you have an individual branch or company that operates in each country. Now, if you're Google um, or your Facebook or, or you're, you know, a, a major global player, then you can do that. But in, in practical terms, uh, for an individual or small business or family, you want to try and minimize your costs and, and your arrangements. So but as soon as you start having, you can have a holding company for your companies or you can have a holding family trust for your company. So um, think about that uh, as an organizational structure to go cross border. So one trust can own the shares of uh, uh, and the property assets and the investments in all the different jurisdictions and avoid the cost and delay of probate in each of those jurisdictions. Um, capital gains can still arise if the assets are in, in a specific jurisdiction. So Consider um, when the time comes and you die, even if you made a will, even if you're gifted and you've got assets owned in, in, in trusts, uh, which protect them at cross-border and down, down generations, anything that you've got left is it, it, still potentially got, got a liability to taxes. Um, sometimes you can gift uh, those assets, you could gift them into trust, uh, and that could be uh, taxable or it could be tax-free. So there are ways to gift into a trust where you could uh, uh, transfer a certain amount each year, say 300,000 for the benefit of the family. 
you no longer own the property, you no longer own the, the shares, but you can still benefit from those as an employee, a director, or, or live in the property, or get the investment income. Um, protecting the capital doesn't mean that you don't benefit from that capital. Um, Roman Bramovich, when he owned lots of things in the UK, never owned the biggest yacht in the world. Um, it was owned by his company and his uh, holding companies held those assets for him. He didn't own them personally, but he was able to enjoy time uh, yachting around the world on those ships. Um, but no man is an island, no man's individual. So unfortunately for him, uh, the Russian had a consequence around the world. And we saw uh, with Queen Elizabeth's funeral this week, you know, the impact uh, of any one death uh, has on, on the world. Um, we may not have half the world's population looking in on our, our funeral, but we can plan ahead for our, our family and for our business uh, to protect across board and down generations to avoid the pain and frustration of having to deal with it after a death by planning ahead while you're living and healthier, living a long and happy life together, you can ensure that the succession is smooth and, and seamless and, and you can avoid having to do an administration in every jurisdiction and you can avoid the expense of the inheritance taxes or the capital gains taxes on disposals in each jurisdiction. To find out how to pay 0% inheritance tax, how to protect your family and business uh, and property, living and working abroad from taxes across border and down generations, then contact us at productpartnership.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel um, and, and, and share the 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 YouTubes with with people that you in in the same sort of situation. If you need to discuss it with your family, show them show them this uh, video and 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 think how the family wants to get involved in in protecting uh, and making life um, better for themselves. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we hope to see you next time. Uh, go along to productpartnership.com where you can contact us and, and book an appointment online. Or we've got a live chat service where you can talk to the client service team who can give you advice and guidance. We'd love to hear from you and I'd love to assist you. Um, and in this momentous week, in this momentous times of our lives, uh, we look forward to serving our clients in, in the weeks and months and years to come. Thanks very much for listening. See you next time. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.